0: Hey everybody, welcome to On Podcast, the On Microsoft official podcast, the only one that's out there. Uh, we are joining you guys on Halloween night, uh, so for those of you who are uh, busy, maybe you'll pick this up tomorrow. Uh, but uh, I am your co-host, Kareem Anderson, and I'm joined with the world's greatest co-host.
1: RF Bacchus.
0: Yeah, and we're here to obviously bring you some news, uh, bring you some gossip, if we get a little bit of it um and with that being said we are just kind of getting into our rundown for uh tonight's or today's episode uh sure. we have
1: good yeah we'll be kicking things off with something that we've been talking about since the on podcast started which is our xbox x series unboxing
0: yeah we're finally getting down to what, a couple of weeks a week or so and uh you know everyone will have one and we start talking about games and gameplay ui and all this other stuff but right now unboxings are about as much as we got, so we're gonna we're gonna run with that. Uh, followed by unboxings, we're gonna be talking about uh, some new news coming up late that came out late in the week about Microsoft kind of changing up its Windows UI, uh, Windows 10 UI uh, with the code name Sun Valley, is an apparent refresh uh, redesign of some of the elements. Um, so we'll we'll talk about that as well.
1: And that's just a rumor, to be clear. But we do have some official numbers which we could not talk about. And that's our third topic, which is Teams hitting 115 million daily active users.
0: Yeah, these numbers come uh, as Microsoft released a ton of numbers because they had their earnings call this week. So, again, we'll be talking about not only Teams, but we'll be talking about how Microsoft did for the quarter, how other products are doing, uh, how Windows OEMs are doing. uh, As we saw kind of uh, Gartner report uh, a few weeks ago about a, a bump and a spike in shipments, um, you know, see how that's fared for Microsoft as well. And then we'll be talking about the week ahead, which Eric can kind of run down as well.
1: So, yeah, If so if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen me uh, tweeting about uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and I've been <laughs> playing I've been playing that game on a new HP NV15 laptop. So I'm planning to review it this week, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, Kareem also has a new device that he wants to talk about. <laughs> There it is.
0: Yeah, I got one finally. Microsoft stepped up and uh, got us out a review unit. So I'll be talking about the uh, Surface Laptop uh, Go and uh, not so much a full review because uh, I've already kind of did that. So this is kind of a perspective about um, where it's going and, and Microsoft's product line in the future.
1: And then speaking of product lines, uh, there's some news about, uh, Ed, not Edge Dev, sorry, Microsoft Windows 10, uh, the dev channel, uh, which we, we want to talk about, some changes happening.
0: Yeah, Microsoft is Microsofting uh, and making things <laughs> confusing once again.
1: And uh, yeah, so that, that's a look at what we'll be talking about. So now let's get into our first topic, which is our Xbox Series X unboxing. So this yeah. happened uh, earlier this week uh, if you're a reader of our Microsoft you might have noticed our writer in France uh, Laurent he unboxed the uh, X series of course it's just an initial unboxing so he can't speak much about the physical software or the gaming but he got a hands he got his hands on a review unit from Microsoft and he unboxed it ahead of the general uh, November 10th release.
0: Yeah, uh, Microsoft is leaning once again very hard into these uh, orchestrated um, embargoes. Uh, so we just are just like the duo. Yeah, just like the duo. Uh, and this one may be even worse because these are in steps. You know, we can uh, show a little bit. Of, you can talk about the speed, they, but you can't show really the device. You can show the device, but you can't really play any games. You can play some games, but you can't show the UI. It's it's a weird breadcrumb situation that they got going here. So, but again. In a couple of weeks, everyone will have one, and everyone can be make the you know judgments for themselves.
1: Well, everyone is excited for the Xbox X Series, and we're happy that we have one for review. And we'd like to thank Microsoft for sending us uh, X Series for review. And our writer Laurent, uh, he'll be spending some time with the console, and you can look forward for his review in the couple in a couple of weeks uh, ahead. But for yes. now, but for now, you could check out his post uh, where he did the full unboxing. Uh, Karim and I will just summarize it a bit
0: yeah uh, what I want uh, before I even get into the summarization of that for those of you who have any questions uh, that may be beyond the you know general scope of of the gameplay itself you know maybe controller weight and feel uh, some other elements of the UI that people are covering please let us know uh, on our Twitter feed because uh, there are things we can examine I, I saw Dave. 2D, where he reviewed the mechanisms within the controller themselves, which is really in-depth and really cool. So if there's questions about something, you know, niche that you want to know, let uh, let us know and maybe we can kind of forward that to Laurent. Uh, but um, getting on to what he actually has said and what he's actually done about it, I'll let Harif take it from there.
1: So, yeah, he started off, uh, it's pretty much a, a really nice read, by the way. You guys should read it. We'll have the link in the description. Uh, it's basically like as if you had this box yourself, on November 10th, he guided you through the process of opening it. So he looked at the outside of the box, uh, the sides of the box, the imagery on the box, uh, the inside of the box where, where the console is wrapped in gift wrap, essentially, and how the controllers are packaged, uh, the booklets, the literature, the the readings, uh, the batteries, you know, the, the pretty much anything you expect when you open an Xbox box, uh, Fun intended. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it's, um, and, and, you know, for those of you who may be, you know, giving yourself a headache by eye rolling to an unboxing, um, there are some things to consider. Um, there's a lot that goes into the packaging presentations of uh, products. Uh, I know that uh, Apple spends, you know, millions uh, a year on how they present their iPhones and how they've gotten the packages so uh, condensed and the way that that experience is when you have to slide the top off the box, those kind of things. The or working well for them. Uh, And these are things that are being mimicked by other companies. You can notice that when you, if those of you who own the surface, if you open up the box, it's got that very same uh, meticulous design to it. So uh, he, Lawrence kind of covers that in his piece. And, you know, it's just a good read to kind of see, you know, what the day one experience is. Again, you're probably going to rush through it, tear things apart, (laughs) trash what you don't need. But just keep in mind that, you know, again, this was, you know, product and there's an R&D that went into this and I believe, I'll have to see if I can find it and put it in the, in the description too, there's a comparison of the opening of the box for the Xbox uh, Series X versus the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 5 has a more traditional unboxing, its presentation is you know, geared obviously towards just getting to the thing versus the way that the Xbox Series X opens uh, with the uh, box centered right in the, in the middle of the, of the thing, it kind of opens like a, uh, like a book. Yep. rather than a Christmas box. Uh, again, these are just things that you can kind of see and pick up in Lorenz's post.
1: Of course, you also see the Xbox logo and uh, Microsoft's Power Your Dreams in inside the Xbox box once you open it. And uh, once he actually opened the box, he did have a chance to put it next to his Series X console. And uh, Lorenz said that it's not as big as he thought it was, And of course, as he held it in his hands and moved it around, he mentioned in his post that it has a matte plastic finish, and it's almost as tall as the Xbox One X when it's in a vertical position. All around, he said it it, uh, looks good in the horizontal position, and on the bottom it has four rubber feet to prevent the scratches, and a big rubber ring underneath too that can't be removed.
0: Yeah, so like I said, uh, you guys should check it out. These are just uh, some of the breadcrumbs we're getting for this experience, and like I said, we'll be seeing more in the days to come. I'm sure someone's probably going to you know, break embargo and start running with some stuff, so uh, just keep your eyes peeled for some more Xbox Series X news, if that's what you're interested in. Uh, we'll be delivering next week.
1: Let me just pull out one quote here that he had in his piece, which I really like. Pretty much summarized the unboxing. Uh, TLDR version. Laurent said, The Xbox Series X is definitely a bigger console, though when you look at gaming PCs or Sony's PlayStation 5, it's impressive that Microsoft managed to cram so much power into this relatively small form factor.
0: Uh, And that goes double for the um, Series S. Uh, There are lots of uh, comparisons, visuals uh, out there of the three consoles so far. I don't know if PlayStation's disk um, list versions out just yet. I haven't really seen any uh, hands-on visuals of that. But of the PlayStation 5, uh, the Xbox Series X, and the Xbox Series S, uh, it's amazing how much smaller uh, they were able to kind of retrofit all of that power uh, from the Series X into the Series S.
1: So uh, enough about Xbox. Uh, time to move on to... Some Windows 10 rumors, and I have my insider hat, which I want to put on for this segment before we go anywhere, anywhere else. Insider yeah,
0: hat. We have a lot of insider news. He's going to have to keep that on all podcasts. And for those of you who are <laughs> listening, it's a blue Ninja Cat hat.
1: Complete with the Microsoft logo either yeah, on this side right here.
0: Yeah, use all Microsoft that. Um, getting into it, uh, we have some rumors uh, from our old buddy Zach Bowden uh, over at Windows Central talking about a major design refresh for Windows 10 code named Sun Valley. And this could be coming out as early, again, as early as fall of 2021. So it could be obviously much later, it can come out, you know, it can slip or move to 2022, who knows. Uh, But it's reportedly planning, uh, Microsoft is reportedly planning a much bigger design refresh for Windows 10, uh, the Cobalt update, uh, again, for fall 2021, but these are just rumors right now. Uh, again, Zach's normally got pretty good sources, so um, you take him with a grain of salt, but he's been pretty solid on his information, uh, and he reports pretty well. Um, this change comes as a result of Panos Panay taking over, uh, as the uh, or overseeing Windows, he's now in charge of that, and you know, as many have been predicting, he's going to want to kind of coalesce the not only of the design of Windows 10, but to match his design aesthetic for uh, the service devices.
1: And obviously, uh, we just touched on the name. We didn't really get into much of the details No, what I was gonna, re- I was gonna yeah, let you write. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, course that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the details, uh, rumors, just to be clear, these are rumors. They did not officially announce this yet. Yeah, is a big word. <laughs> so some of these rumors as to what exactly will be in Sun Valley. Uh, first off, is a redesigned Start Menu and Action Center, which is inspired by Microsoft's work that we saw in Windows 10 X. Then also, the taskbar is going to have a, a completely rewritten code with modern code, and uh, there's a new Win UI interface, which improves the overall Windows shell. Uh, the Legacy File Explorer is going to be pretty much gone and improved with a new user interface. And they're going to bring back some more Dark mode support uh, f- across Windows. And for all you people who have Surface tablets or Windows 10 tablets, some good news here is uh, my tablet users, uh, Zach says tablet users will see a more fluid experience with better animations coming in the uh, the Sun Valley update.
0: Now, uh, for those of you who are either, I feel like there are two camps. There are those of us who have a knee jerk reaction to be super ecstatic about this. And, you know, we've been really wanting to see some change in Windows 10 visually, especially, you know, I think there wrote this long uh, piece about uh, Mac, you know,
1: OS Mac OS versus
0: Big Sur and yeah. how Windows is kind of falling behind. And then there's the other uh, bunch of people who are terrified by this. And to that, Microsoft is rumored to. Say that these upcoming visual uh, remedies will be optional. Um, you know, for all of you at enterprise who don't want to train, or those of you in IT who don't, don't want to train people on where to find uh, the File Explorer or what to do with the taskbar, uh, these will, uh, you know, ideally be optional updates. Uh, you know, the way Microsoft kind of rolls now is that they will let it be optional for, you know, two, three, four releases, and eventually start pushing towards that. So I don't expect them to change that. Um, in the future, but at least they won't be, uh, you know, you wake up in the morning and your computer is <laughs> entirely different. Uh, just to kind of dive into some of this stuff, uh, I've been on the fence about <clears throat> these Windows 10X rumors about new design and things like that because I think at the end of the day, um, and I think I wrote in my rebuttal to Eric's uh, Big Sur piece, and we'll put some links in that if you guys want to read about those. It's you know, Windows Ten is functional. It's it, for better or for worse, it functions as it is, and I think people have gotten used to and got the taste of Windows Eight out of their mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, you know, as much as I would like to see some new changes, I don't think they're necessary. I think, um, you know, I, I appreciate the, re- the rewritten code for the taskbar, which is nice. I think the biggest and the only thing I would really focus on if I were Windows engineers. As the File Explorer, I know they can, you know, kind of chew and walk, at, chew gum and walk at the same time. So, you know, they'll be doing a bunch of stuff. But the File Explorer, I think, needs to be updated. Aside from that, um, I think it's great. Uh, I don't think these visuals are needed. But, hey, if they come, I will take them.
1: We don't have no idea how this will look like. But uh, I think I did write a piece, uh, thanks to one of our readers who tipped us off about it. There's a concept floating around on Reddit about what this could possibly look at. The person literally created this concept two days before Zach started spreading the sun Sun Valley rumor and it's a pretty nice change with a lot of fluent design in this con- fan made concept
0: yeah like I said it's I will take it happily I know again there are, are Microsoft's bigger business is enterprise and they will probably be just as hesitant if not more hesitant than, than in the past for this change because I think Operating systems in general, even, you know, Big Sur, uh, which I considered a, a, you know, a fresh coat of paint over stuff they'd already had uh, in the in the operating system, function, functionally speaking. Um, people have gotten used to what a, a desktop does. It's, you know, it's the same as a phone. It's an app launcher. It's a website uh, loader. It's at this point, you know, getting in and out of File Explorer or jumping in and out of the task you know, manager or going into command prompt, things like that. Those are super niche uh, edge cases. And as long as they don't break the, the system UI, I don't think too many people really care about um, the old elements kind of showing up. They, you know, they're used to it. You know, when, you, when you dig far into um, um, you know, Windows devices, when you, get in, when you get into the device manager, you know, beyond what you see as far as the new uh, setting menu, you know, you know what to look for. You know that you're going to see this like cascade of, of of files and how to open them, things like that. I think changing it could be could be dangerous, right? Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see how Microsoft works about this. What I really want to know is when we're going to start seeing elements of this in Insider builds. That's um, that's
1: that's what that's what they just announced. I mean. We were saving it for the week ahead segment, but we might as well just talk about it now. Why not? Just get it it out of the way. Yeah. So apparently there are some changes in the dev channel that uh, when they announced build 202.46, I think it was Thursday or Friday, earlier earlier this week, Halloween week, they announced some changes in the dev channel where, uh, I'm quoting from the blog post here, where Microsoft said, Starting with today's build Windows Insiders will notice that the name of the branch we are releasing builds from has changed from F has changed to FE release just like we did back in May when we released builds from the MN release branch we are practicing our ability to change which branch flights fl- which branch flight builds from i think that's a typo from Jason in the blog post, but anyway, I'm continuing <laughs> along. <laughs> as as our this is the important part for you Windows 10 fans and you insiders. As our engineers work in development cycles in internally, we may prioritize work being done in a specific branch and may need to move insiders between branches. As a result, insiders will notice that some features like the updated emoji picker redesigned touch keyboard, voice typing, theme-aware splash screens, and others have been removed temporarily. We look forward to bring these features back to insiders in the future. As a reminder, uh, emphasis here, because we we were talking about this in the chat and Kip was quick to point this out. Builds from the FE release branch are not matched to a specific Windows 10 release. Now uh, I'll stop my coding and uh, let Kareem offer his commentary right here.
0: Yeah, what I just heard was we pulled all of the cool new things we've been working on for the last two or three months that you guys have been, you know, been <laughs> raving about, and we locked them away. For what reason? We don't know yet. Uh, at some point, we'll bring them back, uh, but you know, I don't know why. Microsoft felt they, the, the Windows engineers felt they needed to do this, especially when they add the last line. Again, reemphasizing builds from the uh, FE underscore release branch are not matched to their specific Windows 10 releases. I mean, if the dev channel is not part of a release of any sort, why remove features from it? You think this would be the, the place where you, the dumping ground for features. You just keep loading them. And if, and-, and if none of, if some of them work, you move them on to the release to the release channels. If they don't, just leave them there. Like, I don't understand this.
1: Your, your consensus, you're not alone. Uh, I myself, I have the same thought. When I saw this, I was really surprised. Why are they removing features? They did this earlier, even before we had the channels, we had, uh, it was regular, I think it was fast, slow, or release preview or whatever. They did remove sets and that was a pretty big thing. It was an awesome Windows feature. And then Microsoft removed it and it's been probably I think one one year and a half and we still haven't seen that. So is RD's awesome features which were which were from Windows 10X, by the way, the emoji picker, they were inspired by Windows 10X. Are we ever going to see them again? That's that's something that I'm really worried about right now.
0: Well, and this circles back to our original conversation about uh, this rumored redesign. If they can't start bringing out small elements like this to start, you know, seeding the ground for uh, this, you know, UI overhaul, I don't understand how they plan to have this done by this time next year. I mean, this is the keyboard that we've been using for again two or three months now, and they've just pulled it.
1: Microsoft is doing Microsoft things once again. As much <laughs> as as much as we love Microsoft. This is a pretty uh, weird decision. That, yeah, it's a head-scratcher moment. Maybe next week we might see the features come back. I mean, they did say that that they will be coming back in the future. Maybe it's just for a couple of weeks while they test their servicing or their changes or whatever. But right now, seeing the features removed, it brings back uh, spooky memories from the past.
0: Yeah, and again, uh, for those who are... Uh, OS engineers, coders, things like that, please let us know in the comments. You know, obviously the stuff we're not seeing, all of the work that goes behind this, maybe there's something uh, in this new set of code um, that breaks stuff uh, that they can see, uh, they have the foresight to know that this is not gonna work. So they pull it, rejigger the code and then bring it back later when it does work. Maybe that's something we're just not seeing, but as far as uh, the communication right now, it just seems a little befuddling.
1: Oh, Kareem, what can we say? It's uh, Windows 10 and it's Microsoft.
0: Yeah, uh, as much as they want to be transparent, I wish they could just be conversational at the same time.
1: <laughs> so speaking of conversational, something that people use right now to have conversations. <laughs> something that people use to have conversations that Kareem and myself are using right now is Microsoft Teams. And it recently hit the $115 million Daily active user mark, active user mark, which is up from seventy-five million in just six months.
0: Yeah, uh, this—I mean, as far as Microsoft says uh, in their earnings report, there are around forty million new daily active users, um, and this is just you know uh, an increase in in what six months or so, which isn't too bad. Uh, Microsoft's Jeff Tepper, I believe his name. Yep. If I'm not saying that correctly. Uh, expressed his gratitude to users and partners for helping them reach the, this number. Uh, and he did this via tweet. Uh, he quoted, say, excited uh, excited, and grateful to announce that Microsoft Teams is now serving 150 million daily active users. Um, he wants to thank you, thank the customers and partners uh, for betting uh, on Microsoft and their, their Teams collaboration. Uh, and he plans to say, you know, that there's more to come. Uh, I mean, you know, Teams is constantly releasing stuff. Uh, uh, one of our writers is she's basically dedicated to team okay. information because it drops every day, two or three times. So um, there'll be way more. And part of and this will kind of be dovetailing into our conversation about the earnings report is that obviously the global pandemic has kind of accelerated markets. Uh, you know, not only for um, video chat and collaborations, but you know, streaming services and things like that. Everyone's just seeing uh, what might have taken. Upwards of a year, two or three, has now been, tr- you know, truncated into six to eight months uh, worth of, of stuff. So, Microsoft's Teams has seen its, you know, uh, user base increase exponentially uh, within this time because everyone's using uh, new video chat and collaboration tools at home.
1: And it's not only Teams that's seeing this growth, uh, Of course, you all know Zoom suddenly busted and rose to the top with its <sighs> users. And was was it Zoom or was it one of them that copied Microsoft's uh, Together Mode feature? Yeah, Zoom. Yeah, it was Zoom. So it's not only Teams that's that's uh, experiencing this growth right now. It's it's something that everyone is depending on because of the coronavirus pandemic. So it, it's yeah. it's basically the new Windows versus Mac and versus Microsoft versus the world here when it comes to Teams.
0: Yeah, and then there's you know waiting in the wings Google's uh, weird chat thing that they're going to come up with, and uh, I know that um, Slack, uh, you know, they're waiting for their Amazon partnership to kind of uh, flourish. But you know, as of right now, that seems to do video chat collaboration stuff, not just messaging, which is I think it's weird that Microsoft is fighting all these fronts. They have you know Slack as far as pure chat as their you know one-two competitor. And then as far as video is concerned, which is, again, the same tool that they're using, which is Teams, uh, they're seeing the one-two competition between them and Zoom. Um, but, you know, it is what it is.
1: So all this uh, Teams information came from the earnings call where Satya Nadella uh, was speaking. And uh, Kareem will dive into some more uh, of the data from that earning FY21Q1 <laughs> earnings report.
0: Yeah, the fiscal year, uh, Microsoft... Uh, their fiscal year is slightly off from uh, others. Uh, they, they kind of report their their um, Q1 at the end of what most people would say is the, the Q4 for everyone else. But regardless, um, it you know it was a great uh, quarter for them. And again, it was driven by not only Teams, which is obviously doing well, but just most of their cloud service uh, initiatives. So Azure saw an increase, um, I believe it was... Uh, was Azure's increase. I want to say it's close to 30%, maybe almost 40%. Again, uh, year over year, it's, sli- it's slightly down, but uh, for the quarter, it was actually up uh, as far as revenue is concerned. Um, Teams saw an increase, and then Microsoft's uh, uh, 365 with an emphasis on Office 365 seats also increased. Um, you know, for. OEMs. Let's talk
1: about the the more personal computing thing, which is what everyone cares about these days to measure how Surface is doing.
0: Yeah, uh, personal computing. Uh, actually, I wrote about, um, and this is the interesting part, is that the uh, more, more personal computing cloud did well, you know, by most standards. But if you were an analyst, it you know, it is showing some signs of some cracks within the company's uh, business portfolio. Windows OEM's revenue declined 5%, and this is in spite of uh, the U.S. seeing uh, an 11% increase in uh, PC shipments. Uh, Windows commercial products and cloud service revenues, they increased, they were 13%. Uh, They were up 13% Xbox content and services, despite not having an actual hardware piece of hardware to sell. Uh, Then this is, you know, we're up 30%, which is a, a testament to their um, s- subscriptions and services which is what they've been pushing and uh, Phils Phil Spencer the other day was talking about how the pricing for uh, game pass and the rest of those are sustainable and they're proving it right now with as you're seeing increases surface revenue increased 37% um, which is you know always good for them uh, and this is in a year where I think they only introduced so far the surface laptop go surface Pro go, X, sorry, surface Pro X Revision surface.
1: Surface and, the Go surface,
0: two. Yep. and the Surface Go 2. They haven't had their laptops refreshed. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that by the end of this year. They haven't had their flagship uh, Surface Pro line refreshed at all. Um, the Surface Book 3 came out last year?
1: I think it was towards the tail end of last year.
0: Towards the tail end of last year. Um, they did refresh some accessories and then they had the Duo. Um, but I don't think the deal was counted in this. What do you
1: mean? Everyone's buying a duo. That's why this revenue is going up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and even if that were true, I don't think it was counted in this particular quarter. It might have, uh, yeah, I think they were counted out of of this quarter just by a couple of weeks. Uh, Then lastly, search advertising revenue, uh, excluding traffic acquisition, decreased. Uh, This is, again, this is starting to become a constant. This is now the third quarter in a row, I believe, that uh, search advertising has seen some decreases. Again, they haven't been monumental quarter over quarter, but it is definitely a trend that uh, I'm sure uh, those in uh, search are you know, keeping an eye on. Um,
1: TLDR TLDR version is that Microsoft made a lot of money.
0: Yeah, yeah. Microsoft made a lot of money. They also beat expectations. Uh, I believe uh, what I had said in my post is that uh, the, the market had them Matched at 40. Oh, they had them matched at uh, 35.7 billion, is what they expected them to bring as far as revenue is concerned. And Microsoft brought in 37.2. So, um, you know, people, again, underestimated the, the growth in teams, underestimated the growth in, or the transition from companies going from um, on premise to hybrid solutions for the cloud. Uh, again, without people actually being in the office to make these transitions. Everyone kind of expected it to be a slow, uh, slow go until people got back in the to IT people got back in the office. But uh, this is a testament to Microsoft sales team and the customer service that they were able to get people transition uh, even while they work from home or work from you know remote locations.
1: So well, Surface Book three was released in May twenty twenty just to clear that up.
0: Oh well there we go. So <laughs> yeah, but just,
1: again I, just... I don't
0: I, th- I honestly don't think the Surface Book is, you know, is, is what's been pushing Surface Revenue. If I had to guess, it's the uh, flagship lines, the laptops as well. That's actually
1: a perfect segue for our first part of the week ahead segment, because I want to talk about the, my review of this new HP V 15 which I specifically am playing for, for Microsoft Flight Simulator. So I'm... Focusing my review in comparison to a Surface device, because this really is a monster of a PC with a GTX a 2060 graphics with 6 gigabytes of VRAM. And the price is really up. It's up there for sure, but the the price is not as much as it is on a Surface device. So I'm trying to focus my review on how this is a monster of a machine for playing Microsoft Flight Simulator that you can't get if you try and buy a Surface
0: yeah, I mean, again, you pay for the premium for a service. You pay for the cachet of it being, you know, uh, a Microsoft device. But in all reality, there are much better deals from uh, OEMs who are much more established. Uh, you know, HP, Dell, they're doing some amazing things as far as uh, pound for pound and dollar for dollar uh, specs for the devices. Lenovo's up there as well. So, And, you know, not to discount Acer or Asus for people, um, so just keep your eyes out. If you like the design, you like the feel, you like um, the look of a Surface, they're great. But uh, fortunately, on the PC side, there are tons of options.
1: That's something that I'll get into in my review. Obviously, it is a lot like a Surface. There's a lot of premium here on this, but specs-wise, it's not compared to Surface. That's that's where the value is. But yeah. I digress. I'm not I'm not intending here to slam Microsoft or anything. I'm a big Surface fan, as is Kareem. And he want he wants to get in here and plug his uh, Surface Laptop Go review.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's uh, I, Microsoft was kind enough to send us a review unit, and uh, by no means will I uh, be easy on this one. I, I like to, uh, you know, compare them to the market, be as realistic as possible about what people can expect to get. Uh, and in doing so, uh, I know that we've had a review of the Surface Laptop Go already, uh, which you know is more of the. Uh, you know, streamlined, this is the device. Uh, what I want to do is pair this against uh, one of my favorite Microsoft devices, which is the Surface Go 2. I think it's one of the most versatile devices they have in their product line. I know the Pro is very, you know, diverse. The Pro X is very niche. Uh, the Surface Book is just a question mark in my, in my site. And the Surface laptops are traditional, uh, you know, form factors. But the something about the size of the Surface Go 2 um, especially coming at a time when Microsoft is pushing the uh, their Surface Duo up in size. You know, you go from basically the leap is from eight inches to ten now, and you can't fold it. But I want to compare that to the Surface Laptop. Go as far as specs, pricing, because I feel like that's its real competitor. As much as people want to say that the um, Chromebook is its you know head-to-head competitor, which you know market analysis might say, uh, it's. Product line, as far as what we see in the next five years, when they converge and say, you know what, it's we have too many things. We need to start trimming them. I want to see which one goes. Will it be the Surface Laptop go, or will it be the Surface Go?
1: Show us that shiny Surface logo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I have a Surface. Thanks, there we go. Thanks to our co-host here, I have a, a, a brand new shiny Surface mm-hmm. uh, laptop, 15-inch, and this thing is. You know, every bit as premium as that, uh, looks just like the thing. Um, I'm having trouble pulling myself away from the two. I want to use them both at the same time. Uh, But uh, again, I I digress. I will be reviewing that and reviewing it in that scope. So if there's any questions you have about the the Laptop Go or the Surface uh, Go 2, um, please drop them into anywhere in the comment section. We'll keep an eye on that or on our Twitter feed.
1: So my Go 2, not Go to my Surface Laptop Go from my other publication, I still have it on hand, and I'm using it as a day, uh, dev insider machine to test the Windows insider builds, and it's a pretty nifty device, uh, really super, super fast, which I'm sure Kareem will absolutely love
0: too. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I want to compare the speeds. I want to see what the difference is between the Intel chip on the Go 2 versus what they pack into this one. Uh, I know I get more space on my uh, go to because I can. I have expanded storage in there. I want to see how that works for uh, the laptop here. Uh, you know, again, just making sure I can see where the value is for people who or can only afford one device, and which one should they go for, especially if they're going to college, um, starting a new career, uh, building a home office, things like that.
1: It's going to be a fabulous review that I I look forward to reading. Me
0: too. <laughs> <I look forward laughs>
1: I think uh, we pretty much covered everything that we want to talk about this week on the On Podcast, unless you have something that you want to talk about.
0: Uh, no, I think that that's going to be it. Uh, we'll see what kind of curveballs Microsoft throws at us this week as far as news is concerned. So always keep it peeled uh, on Microsoft.com. We've
1: been right so far about the Windows 10 side. The last couple podcasts, every single week, We've been teasing, when will Microsoft uh, release a Windows 10 redesign? When is dev going to get exciting? And look, things are shaping up very well.
0: If you say it long enough, you're bound to be right at some point.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's, That's why we keep saying every week, this is the On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast.
0: And again, I think I want to start this back up. We're going to be the only podcast that has Microsoft's CEO of Adela Nadella calling <laughs> for business advice. I'm going to say it enough until he actually does.
1: Uh, <laughs> that, that's a pretty fun one. <laughs> well, I think that's it for today's show. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we hope to see you again next week. Same place, same time. Follow us on Twitter. I am abackjern, and you are?
0: Minehead, one. I'm still waiting for minehead to let go of the name.
1: So thanks, everyone, for uh, watching us today, and we hope you have a beautiful week ahead.
0: Happy Halloween. Wear a mask.